Hello, Monetization Nation. Today, I'm joined by Sam Taggart. Sam is an expert at door-to-door sales and infopreneurship. He's published books. His most recent book is ABCs of Closing, Expert Secrets to Closing More Deals. He hosts a podcast called D2D Podcast. He runs a conference called D2D Con. He runs an online education platform called D2D University. And all these D2Ds are short for door-to-door. He has two SaaS platforms, uh, Vanilla Message and Recruitomatic. He's the CEO of the D2D Experts, which he grew to a multiple seven-figure consulting business in under seven years. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sam. No, super excited to be on here. Hey, can you start off with sharing with us something that you're super passionate about? I'm passionate about a couple things, but mainly just really inspiring people to find their truth, like their true superpower. I guess you, you used the word superpower earlier, and I watch people play a lot smaller than what they should be, and I watch kind of, they get sucked into, we call it society's drift. I don't know if you ever read the book by Napoleon Hill, Outwitting the Devil, but it's basically, it's like helping unlock people's mindsets from you know you have to be a certain way you have to think this way you have to act this way you have to make this amount of money to fit in not just like breaking the mold so i'm super passionate about being different breaking the mold and inspiring other people to feel comfortable in that truth internally that they know they have inside them they're just too insecure to share it outside of them so that's kind of been my new my my new trip lately so it's a lot of fun to break the mold sometimes yeah and most of the tectonic shifts we talk about on this show uh, clearly break the mold. Okay, can you share with us your story, your journey to become an expert in door-to-door sales and information products or infopreneurship? Well, door-to-door, I mean, it started when I was seven. And I, I remember I, my dad was the type, he's like, you want something, go out and get it. He was very entrepreneurial. Um, and he, I, I went and found golf balls and I went to the side of the, the golf, you know, like the golf course and I set up a lemonade stand with some chips and, and, you know, selling golf balls. I come home one day and I made like 90 something bucks. And my dad was like, where'd you get all that money? And I was like, well, I just went and sold golf balls. He's like, no, you didn't. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like my seven-year-old has hundred bucks. Like that's not normal. Normally you come home with like five bucks from your lemonade stand or whatever. He was just like, what? And then when I was 11, I started selling magazines with my brother. And then when I was 13, I started door to door, um, where I was painting the addresses on the curbs and all through high school, I did that. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I did that on a fundraiser. I sold for my football team, the candy bars one time. I was like, no, no, no. I made, I never worked for anybody. And I straight knocked doors all through high school, um, painting the addresses on the curbs and made, you know, probably six figures combined over the high school year. And, um, and 11 of my friends doing it for me. We call ourselves the gutterman. I actually started a business and we started making shirts and we had our areas and our routes and map quest everybody's neighborhoods with their little stencil kits. And I had them drive bicycles out. And, and then the day after I graduate, my, my sister and brother's friend, they hit me up and they're like, Hey, you should come sell alarm systems. And you already paid in curbs. Like, why not do this? I was like, yeah, I'm like the best there is like, why not? Let's do this. So I'm 18 ship out to Dallas. I already had five, six, seven years of door to door under my belt. And uh, I then went and started selling alarm systems in 2008 and then went on a mission and then 
kept doing alarms until 2015. In, in 2014, I was the top sales rep at Vivint, which is one of the biggest, it is the biggest door-to-door company in the, in the world. Um, you know, and I just kept getting better and better. And then I went into solar, did that a couple of years, ran some big teams and um, about, you know, three, four years ago, started this business where I was like, man, I, I it's blessed my life so much. I, I really was inspired to like do this podcast and share nuggets. And I was like, I'm really good at this. And there's a lot of really good people, but there's a lot of sucky people in this industry. Like one that are doing it the wrong way two undertrained. There's no resources. Everybody like craps on door to door. They're like, door to door is terrible. It's a scam. Like you, I would never do that. It's scary or whatever, whatever their opinion is around door to door. Most people even probably listening to this are like, Oh yeah, I would never, I, I, you know, why don't you just do like normal marketing? Like, you know, today you got the internet, like, why don't you do a Facebook funnel? And I'm like, I don't know. Cause I can make way more money and, grind and I, like I, I don't know it still works like I know a lot of millionaires like I talked to a guy get literally last night on the phone he made a million bucks in the last eight months selling door to door and he's one of the best but you know it's like not many places you can just be like yep let me whip up and become a yeah. millionaire like and it, it, it quickly by the time I was I think I was 24 when I became a millionaire in door to door and it, it changed my life and so I got in this place where I was like man I've been able to build assets and you know, put money aside and create a, like a long-term wealth. And I was like, I want to be able to share that with other people. Um, and really started the door-to-door convention, which was really just to kind of, Hey, everybody, let's come share our tips and tricks. And then it, and then my boss, like, I was like, crap, everybody thinks I'm trying to recruit them. And, and I was like, wait, no, no, I'm not recruiting you. Like, cause this industry is so cutthroat where it's like, everybody's recruiting from one company to another and to put everybody in the same room, all the competition in one room was like crazy. And everybody's throwing, throwing tomatoes at me being like, Sam, don't do this. Nobody wants to go to your stupid recruiting event. I was like, no, no, I really do want to just help people. And it turns out that, you know, we had about 800 and some people there the first year and it was like, oh, this is a good feeling. Like people can be good and not sit there and recruit each other and throw rocks and mud. And this is good. And I had to quit. I was a VP of sales of a solar company and I literally had to quit my job because nobody would believe that I like had a pure intention to like give content and information to people and to help them. Like they didn't believe it. So I was like, I quit. Like this is the only thing I'm doing. I have no threat to you. And it was a hard decision, but I did it. And that's, that's kind of how I got my start. I love it. I love it. So you asked the question, people say, well, why don't you just do a sales funnel? Um, you, you know, instead of doing door to door sales. And, and I don't think it's an either or a question. I think we can do both. We should be yeah. generating revenue. However, we can effectively generate revenue from our organizations. And, and those of us that are doing sales funnels, I think we need to seriously look at the door-to-door sales option and, and see if there's an additional revenue stream we can add to our business that way. It, it works for a lot of great, it works for like, literally I was with a guy yesterday. He's going out this weekend to sell pooper scooper services, meaning like literally they bought a pooper scooper machine, which I have no idea what that looks like. And they're going to people's homes and cleaning up the poo in people's backyards from their dogs. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, I mean, you could build a cool sales funnel and I'm sure attract certain cool people and service them. But like, well, maybe I don't want, a radius of like the entire state of Idaho. I just want like this neighborhood. Cause I can only handle these. Like I don't want to be driving all over the place. So how do I get yep. that, that targeted with that condensive account, like a customer base, you have, you have to go knock on their door and like do that. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying, I, I think I agree with you. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And I mean, 
I have a ton of stuff out there and I do a ton of funnels and a ton of marketing, but I think that the younger generation is losing the school of hard knocks element. The, the stuff learned from having to go hustle and grind and get your face kicked in. Yeah. And we're getting soft. And I, I just, I think we don't have to, I think we can do all of it. Yep. And going back to that idea that you shared of the, the pooper scooper business, uh, one of the guests on my show um, he now is the VP of marketing for a company that's generating over $2 billion of revenue a year. And his first business that he created, it was a toilet cleaning business. He went around and uh, he, he offered to clean people's toilets for $5 per toilet per week. And he got people signed up on their recurring revenue and he went around and he, he got people under him that would clean the toilets and they made a ton of money cleaning toilets for people. Each Nobody week. wants this to cave. You have a problem, he created yeah. a solution, and tell you what, I don't know when the last time I was like, I wanted to clean my toilet, nor did I clean my toilet. Like, That's right. Somebody's going to go and do it for me. I, I would pay them to do that. That's right. So you take the, the grossest, worst things that people don't want to do, like cleaning up dog poop or cleaning a toilet, and those are some of the best business opportunities to go do. And maybe door-to-door is one of those things that people don't want to do that. So outsourcing to a company that, that might help them develop and implement their door-to-door strategy is a great business model. Yep. yep. All right. Well, what is the greatest home run you've hit in your career? Man, I, it's a hard question. I feel like I've hit a lot of... I, Okay, so let's go. I think honestly, that first event, the fact that I pulled off the first year door to door con, and let me give some context. So, Vivint, they're the like, I left them and they didn't like that I left. Yeah. They're pretty ego. They decide to call me the week of the event. And I've never been to a conference, let alone hosted my own. Like, I had no idea. I had vendors there, and I'm like, yeah. to the Salt Palace, I had big speakers. And anyway, I, I, uh, I lost a lot of money. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I'm making money on this event. People think like, oh, you threw an event, you made a lot of money. They calculate in their head. They're like, so this many tickets at this much cost. I'm like, you don't realize how much money it costs to put an event on. Yep. I'm all scared out of my mind. I'm like, this thing's not going to work. No one's going to show up. People aren't buying tickets until like two weeks before the event. All of a sudden tickets start to come in. I'm like, oh, yes. (laughs) I've been planning this for like eight months. But a week before the event, because I think all of a sudden steam started to happen, all of a sudden, Vivint decides to hire Grant Cardone down the hall in the same building for free to oh. a competing event. And I'm like, what? Why? Why are you doing this to me? And I'm just like, no. And it was like scary. And I was like, okay, I got to take the high road. And I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to like shut my mouth and hope nobody goes. Lo and behold, like 1,500 people show up to this free event. Mine's like, you know, I charge people and I'm trying to unify the space. And they're just like, I don't know what they're doing and they have a backdrop that's like hashtag only Vivint and you know anyway I my big home run this was my big home run and it it has nothing to do with monetary it has nothing to do with anything is that it was the lesson learned where the energy was so polar opposite and I learned that when you have an energy of unity collaboration up level you know honor integrity and you can polarize that with something that is the opposite of that. It creates so much more hype, motivation, unity. Like it, it, what it did is it backfired on them. Everybody goes there. They were like, oh my gosh, this is all like ego about the money, about flash, about everything that was against what was being preached down the hall. And everybody fled back to my event and was like, whoa, 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 we like this energy. 
where we're all trying to do this industry a better service, like the association and, you know, better content and, and cleaning up the bad apples and really just like playing team and playing win-win and, and, you know, I didn't think it was going to end that way. I had no idea what it was going to happen, but I think the biggest home run is it gave me confidence to be like, this industry has been lacking good values and morals and, and collective like support. And it gave me the wind behind my sails to keep, keep actually this business afloat where I went a year and a half, not taking a paycheck, you know, reinvesting, reinvesting. And it, it uh, it's hard when you're making really good money to go to just like, I will reinvest and do this for the greater good. So I think yeah, that was yeah. my biggest home run. But has it paid off for you? It paid off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With a smile on your face. All right. Tell me about the biggest mistake you've made or the biggest failure you've, you've been part of and, and what'd you learn from it? I feel like I'm in it right now. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I've learned the full extent we call right now the Phoenix. I'm literally lighting fire to my business, which I have to be quiet because it's still like in process okay. uh, where I had about 35 employees as of like three weeks ago. And now we're down to probably 25, 23, and probably going to slim down to probably 15 to 16. And I think one of my biggest mistakes was I, I'm like, grow, 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 more, more people, more volume, more revenue. Um, you know, and we were growing at a really fast pace. We're adding new products, adding new departments, hiring all these people. And I realized that I had built products that were so not scalable without a lot of people. Yeah. And I was building products that weren't profitable. So my biggest headaches required most amount of resources and made the least amount of money. And I'm like, what am I doing? And so I've come to this realization of like, I need to reconfigure all of my products to be products that bring in good profits and require not so much one-on-one -on -one hands on attention so that we can scale at a faster pace because we can't keep up with our demand with the current business model without just like killing ourselves. So that's probably my biggest mistake. So now I'm having to go back and change people's livelihoods and fire people, which they didn't even do anything wrong. It was just our mistake forever having the product. It sucks. So in short, you, you created a business model that required a lot of trading hours for dollars yep. and you're, automating it so that it, it doesn't take as lot as much human resource to be able to, de to deliver. Is that yep. correct? Yep. Okay. What's your best monetization strategy or secret? I'm going to share one that's like different. I don't know if it's the best, but this is actually really unique. So in the information, we're talking infopreneur. Um, a lot of people sell consulting or coaching packages at high tickets. So we sell a hundred thousand dollar package. So I, I, tomorrow I'm pitching 60 business owners, a hundred thousand dollar from stage, like sign up today, you know, and that's not an easy thing. So nobody's just going to write a check. Well, some people have, but like most people have to finance this. So we would go to companies and get financing for our masterminds or our coaching or our consulting and this is a secret because nobody knows this, but I figure my audience doesn't listen to this a ton. So what, ends up, <laughs> so, so what we ended up doing is we go to these companies and it take three weeks to two months to get these people financing and they'd send them these credit cards. And if you're in the info product or you've been to a Tony Robbins event and they're like, well, just put it on this finance thing and fund wise and all these companies exist. And 
And I kept using them and they would charge, you know, anywhere from $3,000 to 500 bucks, but with like 16% interest, you know, all different variations. We tried shopping all these different places. So then I got so frustrated to the point where I was like, I'll just self-finance it. But then I'm like, oh, my retention, my clause and the money, people would just be like, well, you know, we don't want to pay this month. And I'm me being a soft heart would be like, uh, okay, whatever. Um, so I was like, what if we just start a bank? So we literally created our own bank undercover and we finance them through our own bank and collect interest, you know, anywhere from, I think our average interest rate is like 12 to 13%. So now on a hundred thousand dollar package, we're collecting over six to 12 months, 13% interest. And we're making another 13 grand every package we sell. <laughs> so, and we've now we've built up a reoccurring interest model to make 30 grand a month, just an interest on all of our info products. Yeah. I hear that a lot of the, the car dealers and, and a lot of those companies that, that sell big commercial products, they make more money on the financing than they do on, on the actual product they sell. Yeah. I mean, car companies, real, real estate. I mean, people sell their finance all the time and they're like hoping you default then they just keep the house. Yeah. The problem with like the consulting and the info is kind of like, well, it's, it's an intangible, a lot of it. So it's hard to repo. It's hard to like, be like, well, you didn't train me good enough. It's like yeah. repoing. So it's nice to have some teeth kind of as a third party. It's like you signed a loan with these guys. Like, what do you want me to do? It's like, yeah. but the flip side of it is you didn't have a lot of cost, right? So even if they do repo, it's not like, it didn't like with the bank, they would have paid you the money. So they would have had the cost, but with you, you didn't pay yourself the money. So you weren't out anything. So you don't get the other revenue you would have got, but it's not like you lost a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. Cause it's basically trading time for money. Yeah. And I haven't put the time in the future money yet. So it's kind of like worked out. So that was a cool, interesting monetization hack that I don't think a lot of people creatively think to do. And I don't think it took that much to set up. Yep. What do you think is the, the best or biggest tectonic shift that's transforming the business landscape today? I'm actually really interested in cryptocurrency. I think this is kind of a big wave that, you know, it's kind of this buzz, but then everybody's like, what the freak is this crypto thing going to happen? But you're like, it's something or else it wouldn't be at 60 grand. You know what I mean? It wouldn't, it was at 12, like six months ago. So it's like knowing that, the banks and the countries and, and if we can uniformly have finance across the world, like that changes business entirely because your fees, your banking, your lending, your who has control. Like I'm, I think the biggest shift is in the, the fiat fine, like, you know, just the, the cryptocurrency plus some of these like financial moves that are happening probably will change payment processing to speed and fees and banking entirely. That's like a wave that I'm interested to see in the next five years. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people who would agree with you on that. Thank you so much, Sam, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, if you want something, go out and get it. Number two, we need to find a problem our customers have and create a solution to that problem. Successful businesses solve people's problems for a profit. Number three, focus on making a lot of people's lives better and the money will naturally come. Number four, one of the biggest benefits of door-to-door -door sales 
is that it is perfect for a condensed customer base that is very targeted. This makes it easier to meet one-on-one with our customers and build a personal relationship with them. Number five, the primary goal of our business shouldn't be to make money. It should be to help our customers. When we create a business based on good values, our success rate will increase and money will come naturally. If you want to learn more about Sam or connect with him, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit his website at thesamtaggart.com. You can also find his book, ABCs of Closing, at amazon.com. And there's links to each of those sites on the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. Do you want to take your digital monetization to the next level? Then you can get a free ebook about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and or your favorite podcast platform. Do you need help with your digital monetization strategy? Then visit monetizationpartners.com to schedule a free consultation. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your door-to-door sales. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.